Which classic arcade game was the best selling of all time? Oh, okay. Arca okay, so I think arcade is the key word. It's not like an at home entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go Donkey Kong. Ooh, that's a really good guess, but that's not the answer. The answer is Is it Pac Man? It's Pac Man. It is oh, that was my second guess. <laughs> it's creator Namco sold over four hundred thousand cabinets and they ranked they raked in more than three point five billion after its nineteen eighty release. So big. That's successful. Iconic, yeah. That's that's much more successful than this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we are not raking in We're, three billion dollars. We, <laughs> we don't even have one cabinet. No, no. <laughs> no. Um well yeah, did you do today's Wordle? Or we're not Wordle. I guess yeah, let's you know Wor what? Let's talk about Wordle. I meant to say Wordle, but um I didn't do Wordle because it, it annoys me. Yeah, Wordle does? I don't I, Yeah, because like <laughs> Um, the the way that it is like tells you you're wrong is like it hurts my brain to have to comprehend. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know where things are relative to each other, but like the miles is not a helpful metric. The miles me. is definitely not helpful. The arrow is the most helpful, to be honest. Yeah, the arrow is um, helpful, but I, I, it's just not that fun. I am still. I don't know why my thing is so shaky today, but I'm still having a pretty good time with it today's wor felt worldle like an accomplishment the others are very tough there was like zambia and there was one in south america that like i got oh i did i do that one the uh, guiana yep 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 it's yeah I, I actually did get that one in like three i think well that's that's great yeah i got today's I, in three and i felt really proud of myself because yeah we we won't subject everyone for me doing it on no the podcast we didn't again get any feedback on last week's yeah. uh episode maybe i'll have to start back up <laughs> yeah with with wordle but not uh, privately yeah. see wordle people are getting wordle. pretty upset about this game uh yeah in regards to just like how tricky some of the words are now i'll say this i still have yet to lose yeah uh, I... since it got bought so i feel okay uh, yeah okay i'm gonna i did do word wordle like right before i went to sleep yeah um and i've gone i've been on like a hot streak mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i mean this is not going to come out same day so i can show you mm -hmm. the word today was wait, uh oh, wait, wait. it was look tacit. at that yeah tat i got it in three it, it doesn't make any sense that why did i is... do tacit wait why the how the what how did you? I don't know why that's what I came up with. Clamp, it, it looks like tacit. It, it's, yeah, no, it's break, clamp, and tacit. And all I had to go on for tacit was that there's a C and an A, dude, somewhere in it. <laughs> Are you serious? It what the yeah, hell? I don't know. I do not know why. I've also never even used the word tacit yeah. in a sentence in my life, and I do not know why that's what I. I yeah, like it looks like I cheated. Based it on does that. look like you cheated. I I'm did not, not cheat. Lie. Wow, that's good. Yeah, that's impressive. The, my thought process, the only thing was that, like, they've been on a streak of double lettering it. Mm -hmm. They have the, been. Like, the last few, they've had, like, two of the, like, yeah. one letter twice in the word. So Which, I'm like, ah, maybe they're doing that again. Those are, I like those ones, to be honest. It's kind of like a, a nice little trick. You're like, oh, 
maybe yeah. they use the D again and it's dodge. Well, and then... frankly, Wordle is is pretty easy. I don't it think I've is. ever lost. I lost one day and it was when it was frame, I think. And I did flame and no, 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 no. Yeah, it came down to that and I went with flame instead of frame. And that's what did it for me. Yeah. The thing also is that if you look at like actual Wordle strategies, people are like, start with a do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not fun. I just no. pick a random word every time. I love and then The other yeah. thing is people are like, okay, when you have like three letters, mm-hmm. just pick a bunch of other letters to eliminate them. Don't yep. just like, you know, and then you'll get it in six because you'll eliminate every single letter yeah. in the alphabet. And it's like, that's not, that's not fun. No. It's, it's funnier if you like have four of the letters after two guesses mm-hmm. and then still get it wrong because you guessed a common you know four different combinations yeah. of those four letters and none of them were right yeah it's i like it i i yeah. also in defense of wordle a lot of people are like pissed since the new york times bought it that like it's gotten harder or something and i'm like first of all i thought i read somewhere that i think the original guy is still in charge they just put it yeah. on new york I times thought that yeah the, the word list hasn't changed yeah no and I'm also like it's it's fun if they're difficult and not just like everyday words. I I agree, and also I kind of reject the premise that it's difficult. It's not that di- well. It's it's not difficult. I can't say it's difficult because I've also not lost. But I do think besides frame once again. But yeah. I'm like the words aren't everyday words. I'm like I think they're fun. I think they're yeah. they're fun words. Um. Anyways, that's our Wordle. That was a good segment. We really we we got to talk about Wordle. Um, yeah, we're that's like almost a news segment. Wait, what? Okay, what what should I type in for news today? Wait, what did we, we said like hot big news last time or something? Uh, or like wait, what if I do like hot hot entertainment news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot entertainment. For anyone who doesn't know, I, my keyboard is is a mechanical keyboard mm. with blue switches, which is why it's the loudest keyboard yeah. imaginable. I like it. I like getting to it, hear the sound like, to be honest so i actually like using it even though it seems like it would get annoying uh-huh. the thing that's i like how it feels like a typewriter because it's very like tactile and clicky yeah yeah definitely. which actually if you look at blue switches i think those are the two words that they use to describe it <laughs> i want a uh, clicky keyboard i just have this it, yeah blue okay so mechanical keyboard logitech blue switches is the most like it doesn't matter the company blue switches is like the clicky switches so you mm. can try that out and then okay. like red is like the smoother ones i think brown is in the middle okay interesting so if you want really clicky now just remember if you're ever doing it while recording you're gonna hear it tremendously mm-hmm. because it is loud as shit yeah do we curse on this podcast i forgot we do we do okay cool <laughs> cool cool <laughs> three almost actually we're coming up on what is it is this three years, four years of doing this podcast? Yeah, it's 2019. It's 2022. This is, uh, yeah, we're coming up on the third year. Wow. Like on That's the dot, crazy. we're like really close. That's, I didn't even realize yeah. that. Did we start in March? Yeah. Yeah. Man, we used to do like yearly anniversary specials for that. And now we don't even know when it, when it happened, but I guess it doesn't really matter um yeah what what so hot entertainment news yeah uh this says <laughs> pen badgley shares hot take about the beatles name and we can never unsee it <laughs> so that here's the issue i i just realized yeah is that you if you type hot entertainment news you just get a bunch of e online articles 
So I'm going to get the word yeah, entertainment yeah, yeah, out of that. Yeah. Just you hot, hot, big hot news. Big hot news. Big hot, hot news. news. And I have two spaces after hot between news. Yeah. What do we get? Uh, th- this is uh, the independent uh, Ukraine-Russia news live. Mm. Boris Johnson warns of biggest war in Europe since 1945 as oh. Putin tests missiles. See, that's actual news. That's like... Yeah, we, we were, that's not... We were hoping for that Sally sub shop review. Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is the Burry Times. It's mm-hmm. Johnson and DeChambeau become latest big names to commit future to PGA Tour. So this is golf news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now... Bryson DeChambeau is a very interesting golfer. Uh, he's a guy who kind of is, is like the conspiracy theorist of golf. Yeah. But the stuff he does actually works usually, but some of the stuff is weird. Like he floats all of his golf balls in Epsom salts to see if they float a certain way before he'll use them on tour. <laughs> he also wears a stupid hat. Okay. Um, and then also he used to be kind of thin. And then they did all this scientific evidence that um, – like being super jacked, like super, super jacked in a way that's kind of weird looking, <laughs> makes you way better at golf. So he just like transformed his body and gained like 40 pounds of muscle and his neck is like huge now. And he drives the ball like 350 yards and he became like one of the best players. And also all of his golf clubs are the exact same length. Oh my God. What? Wait, yeah. that doesn't, because for the, the so, all the same so length the... thing is getting me. So here's what it is. The only difference is the loft. But the the theory, because the loft, so it's like your pitching wedge is, is very lofted. So you hit the ball and it shoots up in the air yeah, high. Yeah. So the ball goes high so it doesn't go as far. Yeah. Now, generally, that is the case with normal golf clubs. But um, the the difference also is that there are different lengths. So right. your like, driver is longer than your you yeah. know, irons and stuff. And the putter is the tiny one. The putter is the tiny yeah. one. Now, this guy, he thought, and this is some other people thought this too, where it's like, what if all my clubs are the same length? Now, this means that you do the exact same swing regardless of the golf club. So it's like more repeatable. Mm-hmm. Just uh, so he does that. A full swing on the green. <laughs> yeah. Not with the putter. I'm curious because so does he meet somewhere in the middle or does he have a really long putter or a really tiny driver? Okay, so the the putter is not part of this. <laughs> okay, I was going to say because that's the only thing that really yeah. stumped me. I was like, how no, the, what does he the, go? It's just the wedges and the irons and like the woods. And stuff. Gotcha. And I think gotcha. his driver is, is, is long. Is a long well, okay. that would, you wouldn't want to, that would you reduce your power tremendously. Yeah. So that would defeat the point of him getting super jacked. Yeah. What, um, what, what part of golfing are you best at, Jeff? putting um, chipping driving the golf cart driving <laughs> nice nice no i am terrible skill. at yeah so like relative to normal people yeah. i'm good at it driving it because i'm 30 years old and tall yeah so if i really try to hit it hard i can drive it mm-hmm. like almost 300 yards yeah um but i'm pretty bad at like all parts of golf interesting okay yeah i'm really bad at putting we um, should go golfing together sometime. Yeah, we need to. I would love to. I yeah. What what do you normally shoot? Um, like on like as a whole round or just a whole? yeah, like a whole whole round. Whole I team. have not kept track since I was in like middle school. I yeah. did recently play a lot of golf with my dad in California, and just casually, we weren't keeping score. But I did mm-hmm. okay. I got a few. I got like three pars out of our entire week, which was crazy. Getting a par yeah. is a lot harder in real life than it is in Mario Golf. 
<laughs> so yeah, I was proud. I've only played about two rounds of golf in the last year. Okay. Uh, but when I was playing a lot, you know, maybe seven years ago, mm. uh, I would I would shoot like mid nineties, which is was not good, yeah. but it's like it's like in between getting bogey and double bogey on every hole. See, so it's like I would get some par, some bogey, some double bogey, some triple bogey. That is about my skill level. Because I was yeah. shooting, I was getting mostly double bogeys and bogeys with the occasional par on like yeah. a par four. Yeah. So it's like better than average because the average person is terrible at golf yeah. and I am merely bad at golf. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm okay at golf. My dad is is a like huge golfer. So he just, he's like really wants me to get into golf, but um, it's just too frustrating. I get too frustrated too fast. Yeah, I do too. It's not a calm sport. What, what's your dad's name supposed to be again? Like um, the fake name, Christopher Allen. Christopher Allen. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why we went with that. <laughs> I was about to say my dad's real name, and I was like, I, I'm not gonna I do thought, that. Not, yeah, I thought that some person just said that was your dad's name. Someone, I think they they I forget where it originated from, but it became a huge thing on the subreddit to a point where it got very uncomfortable, and I'm yeah. glad it died down because I don't. I hated that bit a lot, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's that's my dad. Um, that's the news. And that's the news. I really had a lot to say about the golf. <laughs> we got news. into golf, yeah. Yeah. What if I type in last thing? Karsten Runquist, dad. <laughs> Try and find my. Let's not do that now. Um, this is. Is there anything? This is just all me? YouTube links. Karsten Runquist news. I mean, I sometimes get posted on one perfect shot and no film school or whatever it's called. Um, no, there's just the first thing that comes up is from October 30th of 2017. What, what is it? It's just it's from the Michigan daily. Oh, what's the, the swift and plaguing rise of YouTube film critique. <laughs> Wait, hmm, I, that doesn't sound positive. I found it. Um, uh yeah they mentioned me briefly along with other popular channels cinefix nerd writer closer look and karsten runquist every frame of painting is a major player in a booming market for video essays um and then oh and then the next sentence is kind of that market however is very one-dimensional a man presumably in his mid-20s talks about why a director often david fincher is just so goddamn great after pointing out a somewhat obvious filmmaking technique which is not wrong I feel like it, <laughs> it is, that it, is it's most video essays on YouTube. <laughs> that okay, it's true, mm-hmm. but I would like to postulate just for a moment that <laughs> the techniques are not that obvious. Uh, no, <laughs> unless you're like a huge film nerd, you're not going to notice them. I don't. Mm-hmm. I went to film school, and I don't even notice them until you point them out, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. they are doing that. <laughs> I because I just like watch movies. Yeah, I'm not like, ooh, look at this. Ooh, this is a Dutch angle. Also, in defense of all the other channels that it lists, first of all, every frame of painting is like the the most influential video essays. Like he, he's the reason everyone else is doing what they're doing. Nerdwriter does more than just that. He does like paintings and shit now. And the rest. And you also cook food I, <laughs> to talk about the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's my thing. I I cook a mediocre meal. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i'm just like that was a trend though i feel like video essays 
um, were like a, a ginormous trend when I first got into them. And that's, I think, why I got successful at them because I caught the wave at the perfect time and was able to. But then like the, the video essay landscape got oversaturated and I don't think people watch them a lot anymore. But yeah, well, I think that people do watch them mm -hmm. um and my evidence for that is that my own youtube channel <laughs> my second most popular upload is your video essay. is my only video essay <laughs> on how the blocking and toy story scares sid which is such a good video <laughs> it's such a good video i'm like that is my favorite video of yours which by the way this is a good segue into you uh posted your 1000 subscriber special yeah i did I did it. I filmed the thing with my mom almost a year ago. Uh -huh. uh, and then I like didn't do anything on YouTube for about 11 months. Yep. Um, and then I finally came back and I'm, I'm coming back. I have a, I have a big time video in the works Carson. Are you really? That's oh, yeah. super I've exciting. I spent a tremendous amount of time on it. Can I know the topic or do you not want to spoil it on the podcast? Oh, I'll tell you when we're done. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be big. I'll tell you after. It's a takedown of my channel. It's like a risk. Yeah. <laughs> Everything wrong with Carson Runquist. Why Carson Runquist is a huge fraud. <laughs> and it's actually four hours long. <laughs> it's going to get millions of views. Yeah. I bought this comp this new computer just, just to, to make this video. Just to export this video because it's too much. <laughs> nice. Um, well, I think that sounds like a nightmare. And speaking of nightmares, let's uh, let's talk about today's movie nightmare wait my video sounds like a nightmare no, well my <laughs> the the idea of me getting a takedown video by one of my closest <laughs> friends jeff <laughs> sounds like a nightmare <laughs> but uh today's to, uh, today's movie is nightmare alley directed by guillermo wait it is it no just kidding i know i, knew, I, watched <laughs> I was it. like oh my god uh it is directed like i thought we were doing five goes west <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's like there has been a huge miscommunication. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah. Do do the synopsis. Nightmare Alley, directed by Guillermo del Toro. It's a new 2020. Is this 2022? Technically, it's 2021, I guess. Um, but it's really getting a proper release right now. And uh, Best Picture nominated. Nominated for a bunch of other things. Um And the synopsis reads, in 1940s New York, down on his luck, Stanton Carlisle. I'm just going to call him Stan, uh, endears himself to a clairvoyant and her mentalist husband at a traveling carnival. Using newly acquired knowledge, Carlisle crafts a golden ticket to success by swindling the elite and wealthy. Hoping for a big score, he soon hatches a scheme to con a dangerous tycoon with help from a mysterious psychiatrist who might be his most formidable opponent yet. Um, it's a, how'd I do? It's a big synopsis. Yeah. Um, okay, the thing I read that synopsis before watching the film, and the thing I did not like mm -hmm. was the whole golden ticket thing. I, yeah, th that was <laughs> very confusing. Yeah, yeah. I um in the synopsis you're saying because yeah because it's not really a, a thing in the no, movie. No, it's not. It's not exactly. <laughs> that's why like, I was confused. I'm like, what does this golden, golden like, Why do they phrase up? it like that? Yeah, I thought it was like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory situation. See, that's an. It is interesting that um I this is my last Best Picture nominee to watch i've now i've seen them all and i really held off on this one because it was a getting really like lukewarm mediocre reviews um mm -hmm. the and synopsis B, 
uh, did not make a lot of sense. B is the synopsis. Yeah. And, and then I'm going to guess C It's really, really long. It's, it is really long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is a really long movie where I'm not entirely sure what it's about going into it. Yeah. But I personally, and we might disagree, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I kind of liked this movie <laughs> when I expected to be, I really expected to be bored. Because I was like, the synopsis, yeah. I'm like, this sounds kind of like just a, like a really giant character film. And I was like, I don't know if I have the attention for yeah. this, but it is a character-driven movie, uh, mm -hmm. which I guess all movies are. But I was like, this was entertaining. I was really entertained. Yeah. Um, no, I was. I also, before we get into it, just to get the Oscar talk out of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has four nominations. Mm -hmm. Best Picture, Best Cinematography, Best Production Design, Best Costume yep. Design. Do you think it has a shot at any of those? That's a good question. I think it, it has a, its best chance at Best Costume. Uh or production design. Maybe production design, but I know it's up yeah. against Dune in both those categories, and I have a right. feeling Dune is going to take it in both. Yeah, it seems like it, but yeah, because production design, it does seem like the Academy, I'm not a huge Academy no. person, but it seems like they do like period pieces, and especially like weird specific things like this carnival thing. They Because it's something easy to point to and be like, old carnival you know what you're so right yeah maybe not costume but production design i think this might have it in the bag and i i again i also haven't kept up on a lot of oscar odds and whatnot we will yeah. next week with our guests but that i'll yeah. save that for the the end um but uh yeah i i think it has a chance at production design it definitely doesn't have cinematography even though i thought the cinematography looked really nice um, mm -hmm. I think that's also, they're saying Dune has that one locked in just cause it's a massive movie. And then best picture, it is close to the bottom of the list from what I understand as far as like chances of winning. I mean, would you would say though, would you say it's above don't look up? No, no, don't look up. I thought was at the bottom, but the more I've looked at it, I'm like, it has a pr it's like kind of dead in the center it's it's like See, king richard level odds of yeah that's it. not funny because i wanted you to say that don't look up was at the bottom because then it would be like don't look up because that's where <laughs> that's all the other nominees are i'm sorry <laughs> now i should have i should have said that i was not there with the bit um yeah. no yeah wait do they ever release the like the way that the nominees were voted on so you can tell what place things were in no or they not do no that? I wish they did, yeah. So you could see the actual. Because right. I am curious, especially like the La La Land Moonlight Year. I'm like, I wonder how, like, what? Because those were both like matched up up until the end. Yeah. But yeah, I I have no idea. I think Best Picture is still going to be Power of the Dog, from what I. Yeah. I predicting. mean, the La La Land Moonlight thing. They probably had it written. I think it was a big conspiracy where it was actually written. La La Land for two minutes and then Moonlight. That's, yeah. It was it was written on the car. That's why it was confusing. That's crazy. That's, yeah. That whole thing is a different, I yeah, different. I remember watching that still. Me too. That was like the only time I ever watched it with other people while drinking. I've never because I don't normally watch it. Yeah. And 
I just remember how confusing that was. <laughs> I remember a lot of screaming and laughing where I was. Um, I was in the dorms at DePaul, and we all watched it in one of those like lobby rooms or whatever, and everyone just started freaking out. Like people were running around and like flipping over tables. <laughs> and this is before I like really cared about the Oscars, but I was like, that is insane <laughs> that that just happened. Yeah, that was your origin story. Yeah. That's why you started. I was like, I should tune in more often, I guess. Um, <laughs> You're like, I should make movies my entire life. <laughs> I should, I should start a YouTube channel, and then I did, like a month later. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, anyways, this is like a big oscar movie though i feel like it was kind of like made with the chances of getting a lot of nominations and it, it kind yeah. of underperformed both like critically people are not crazy about this movie and yeah i i just i there's not a ton of enthusiasm for it but i had a good time um it is long i mean how did you feel about the length jeff do you think this is too long or i mean once I got, I got into it, it didn't bother me that much. Yeah. Because there's some movies where you really, really feel the length. And this yep. at least, I would say about 45 minutes in, I'm like, how is there still an hour and 45 left of this? But then like after another 30 minutes, I was like, okay. I, I yeah. Yeah. Especially, yeah, because spoiler alert, this isn't really a spoiler, but like I would say the first hour almost on the dot is at, at this carnival. Um and then after that, it kind of all takes place outside of the carnival. And you feel like you're in the carnival for a while. And when you're out, you're like, damn, yeah. I have a whole 90 minutes left. But yeah, it's like a whole. Movie yeah. Left. Which is kind of like, I don't know. It seemed like the structure of this was like the first act mm -hmm. was really, really long. Yep. Yep. It's like there's so much set up in this in this movie. Yeah. For a pretty like simple story, you could honestly summarize this in like. A few sentences what happens yeah. it's just like i mean honestly you could summarize this in like a children's book yeah <laughs> i mean you probably I don't know would, if this is a leave out some stuff in the in the children's version of it yeah but no i i agree i thought it was really well paced and i i don't know i think guillermo del toro is just a really entertaining director i'm like usually it takes me a little bit to like sit down and watch his movies but when i do i'm like always fully invested because he's just so good at writing interesting characters and also building out the world i mean this is like the amount of like practical effects is just so nice to see especially in like the carnival uh setting yeah it was just like it looked cool um yeah have did you yeah. see shape of water by the way no i didn't okay see that's yeah. But you say to the audience what you would say to me if I did see it. I was just going to say it's it. I don't even know where I was going with it. I just I think it's funny that that movie where this woman falls in love with a fish and they have sex in the movie, how that won best picture um, at the Oscars a few years ago. It just seems like a wild thing that happened. And yeah, that that's another big reason why I don't think this has any chances because he already won the award. So I'm like, that's probably not. Yeah. Why? Now, I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that they should rename Best Picture to Best Movie? <laughs> we. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> just. Just plain and simple. Best movie. Yeah. It keeps it really simple. 
I mean, it makes it less confusing. Yeah. The picture, best picture. Usually, in every other scenario in my life, I think of picture as one frame. Yeah, they don't even say best motion picture. It's just best yeah. picture. Um, I'm actually going to Google this right now. I, I Why is it called... That's why, it, like, it confuses me at the Grammys when they're like best record and then best song and best. I'm like, what yeah. is a record not an album or well, a song? The best record is actually um, most marshmallows eaten in one minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to Google That's that. That's the best now. one. Uh, Marsh. Why do they call it best picture and not best movie? Uh, motion picture. Twenty five. By Damn. Anthony Falzone from Malta. Wow. That's most marshmallows eaten in one, in Malta? In one minute. Damn. And those are the big marshmallows. Those aren't the little ones. Hmm. Um, Wait. Now, okay, people also ask, what is the world record for most marshmallows eaten in one minute without hands? <laughs> 20. 20. Wow. Interesting. Um, By... Leah Shutkiver in from the UK. Uh congratulations, Leah. Yeah. Uh I yeah, I was looking at this answer about best picture, and it's literally like the most underwhelming answer. They're just like, yeah, it's short for moving picture. Um and it sounded better than movie, because movie is technically a nickname or the abbreviated version of moving picture, because it's a movie. Um Yeah. Anyways. Shouldn't it be a movic? A moo no. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, I did not know this. I, mean, I feel like we could come with a better nickname than a movie. They said trivia. The first major Mo- Hollywood release recorded entirely digitally was David Fincher's Zodiac in 2007, which feels so recent. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's the first one? Wait, is movie supposed to be pronounced movie? Moving picture. Wow. Moving picture? Mo- right. I was thinking motion. Oh, no, no, no. I guess motion picture is also a. Anyways, um, what were? What if I just started calling it a movie, mo- <laughs> and I never, we never addressed it ever again. <laughs> what do you think of this movie? Um, I'm like, uh, this movie, four stars. <laughs> the Simpsons movie. Um, yeah. What else about this movie? Uh, I. Liked the performances a lot. Um, I th- that's another thing. I'm like everyone was so perfectly casted. I'm just realizing like Bradley Cooper's a big. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. Is basically what yeah. I'm saying. I'm like he's super entertaining. He is so consistent. Um, yeah, he's he's great. And then Kate Blanchett was also really great in the movie Rooney Mara, and then uh, Willem Dafoe. I'm just like. Nothing but good performances here. Yeah. Um, I guess my, I'm trying to think of like, it's it definitely doesn't like hit it out of the park all the way for me. I'm like, it's not the greatest thing ever. It's it didn't like, it's it's not at the top of my list. And I think it's because by the end of it, without spoiling it, I just felt kind of like whatever about it. Um, it was like a really cool story, and then I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah. Um. I agree. I also did not like the ending. No? I just thought it it was like trying to put this like nice bow on it in a very specific way. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. And it just felt unnecessary. It felt like so inorganic to the rest of the film. It felt super um, like inevitable and kind of predictable. I was like, yeah, I, I honestly like maybe 20 minutes before it ended. I like put it together. I was like, oh, yeah. I think I know how this is going to end. And it kind of like just delivers it to you on a silver platter like yeah in a really like, cheesy way is. yeah i know that's the thing i wish it ended i wish it was like a more of a metaphor instead of uh yeah a literal interpretation of, of what happened yeah yeah um it was yeah it was it does kind of ruin the ending doesn't it because <laughs> i was like oh that's kind of corny but yeah i mean you know but i mean you know you have a lot other uh, of other parts of the film to talk about because it's two and a half hours long yeah you don't need to focus on that last five minutes. I do like how much of it feels like kind of a buildup. And then, um, like, the it's it's just a rise and fall. And the rise feels super intense. But then the fall, is yeah. it just kind of, like, tops that, which is nice to see. It was, like, especially, ooh. Never mind. <laughs> just heard a siren outside my <laughs> I did. I heard something. You did, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, basically, I was, like, I don't know. I I felt what the movie wanted me to feel so i'm like that's cool um, yeah I, I mean it's such a interesting con like conceptual uh premise of, of like the profession mm -hmm. in this film because it's a way <clears throat> to make just doing you know his job very intense every time yeah yeah because there's always this like hidden aspect mm -hmm. that you're like oh i hope they don't get found out yeah that's the i'm like it is kind of a tough thing to make a movie about or like a tough story to put on film because it's like such a like head thing. Um, yeah. And it could be super unexciting, but somehow I was like really entertained by it. Um, like the stakes yeah. felt so high by the end of it. I was like... I, that was the the classic film terminology I was about to throw out too. I was going to be like, wow, the stakes. The stakes. They were, they were the big. Um, yeah. Do you? When's the last time you saw like a good carnival movie, Jeff? Like a good carnival. Because I feel movie. like this. I usually just find myself really underwhelmed by anything that takes place at a carnival. And I was like, this yeah. was good. This was yeah crazy. I mean, usually like the Scooby Doo episodes that took place on a carnival were pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Because it'd be like a, an abandoned carnival. Because like you know there would be some guy who was trying to buy land somewhere, yeah. and he would he would wear like a like a gorilla costume and scare everyone yep. off and they'd be like so those were who is good. it and rip off the head yeah um and then they'd be like like caretaker jenkins <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't have gotten or i would have gotten away with it if it weren't for yeah yeah those meddling kids. um what i could see you being called a meddling <laughs> kid. i would i feel like i was not a meddling kid the only meddling i was doing was in swimming, in swimming yeah by yeah. the way i i went down a rabbit hole the other day and just looked up a bunch of shit about mark spitz and dude they didn't used to wear goggles in the olympics it's kind of hilarious <laughs> there was like all this footage of him just diving in and they had like no like stroke they just kind of fling their arms as fast as possible without goggles on and that's so that's probably why you that's, had better. I know. I was like, Mark it's Spitz. really not that impressive. Mark Spitz had to stop halfway through the swim to like be like, ah, my eyes, his eyes were the bleeding from the chlorine. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just flailing his arms. Um, 
Yeah. Was he drowning? <laughs> he could have been drowning. Yeah. He could have been. Um, yeah. Anyways. Um, that's the thing about this movie is I feel like it doesn't offer as much as it should for its runtime. Despite being like really fun and like I've been saying, just entertaining. Um, it's a yeah. good time and it's a well-made movie. I'm just like, I feel like it could have done some more with Bradley Cooper's character. Yeah, it also just, like, the carnival is a very specific place, mm -hmm. but then once they got out of the carnival, the entire film was, like, still an hour 45 long or hour and a half long, and it took place in, like, four different locations total. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it was such a, it was such, like, a, you know, two people talking driven movie. Yeah, yeah. It was either in the hotel like room or in her, or in the the office, or at the carnival, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, so, like, the... Uh, as a period piece, like some of this, like the production design was great. Mm -hmm. I thought, like some of those, like kind of Art Deco, yeah, stylings was was like you know especially the like psychiatry office. That office was super cool. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was, part of the movie just didn't feel like as big as I felt like it should mm -hmm. have felt. That's if that makes sense. Totally true. Yeah, it. I know you haven't seen it, but this is like the complete opposite of House of Gucci which is also a really long movie, but everything about it in like the production design and the presentation feels really rushed and like super sloppy and cheap. And it kind of like, it's like interesting because the character like Jared Leto and Al Pacino are like hilarious in that movie. But I'm like, I can't take this seriously. Whereas this was like, I felt so much for the characters and the performances and it was all super like, you could tell a lot of time went into like every single scene and setting, but I feel like they could, they, they put all their eggs in those baskets and couldn't do more with it. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, all things considered, it's, they still managed to do so much with so little, which is, which is cool. Um, now in terms of period pieces, we've watched on the cars cast. Yeah. We have this, we have that one that Brendan Fraser was in the mummy no With no Don time Cheadle. to die i yeah uh is it no no not no time to die that's james bond this was no sudden move. yeah no, <laughs> no sudden move there we go no time to die um no yeah yeah. i kept thinking about no sudden move during this to be honest just because yeah. he looked similar which of these did you enjoy more this one definitely this me one. too yeah <laughs> um okay, yeah then for me i've also seen another film that this reminded me of which is motherless brooklyn yeah which I haven't seen. It's much better than that. Okay. That's not that good. That's a weird <laughs> movie. That's yeah. Um, I we also have not acknowledged that this is based on a I think nineteen forty something film under the same name. Uh, I didn't acknowledge that because I did not. You did know not know. That. Yeah, it's I I've never seen it. I kind of want to check it out after this because a lot of people are drawing comparisons, and I'm also. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's interesting that this is a period piece, but I think that at the time was like more of its contemporary time. Yeah. Um, so you're of course referring to Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs> the one, <laughs> the one old movie. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I do want to check that out. Um, Wait, what's it called though? Nightmare is it the Alley. Same yeah, name? It's called. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. No. And also something cool that they're doing with this one is in certain theaters, they're doing this at music box is they're showing this in 35 millimeter in black and white, 
which I'm like, I kept thinking about that during the movie. I was like, this would be cool in black and white, I think. I don't think I have it in me to sit through it again in a theater, but I was like, that's that's cool. See, (laughs) I don't know if I really want to watch a black and white film that's two and a half hours long. Really? (laughs) I, okay. (laughs) I just, black and white feels like it should be like a solid like 90 minutes. And then you go back to living in color. That's fair. We disagree in that respect, but <laughs> I understand. Yeah. So like the longer the film is, you want less color. Yeah. Yeah. I want like, there, there is a, I forget what the name of it. There's like a seven hour black and white movie out there that had like a limited screening. I think it's, and that was your favorite. And movie. that's one of the best movies. Yeah. I have not seen it. Yeah. But, um, so do you wish Avengers Endgame was black and white? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Has anyone ever done a black and white, like cartoon? Yeah. Like the original, kind of pointless. the original, no, but no, I mean like, I like, but I mean, Oh, now for artistic reasons, obviously before they had I th- the ability to do color. I'm trying to think I, yeah. Oh, um, there was a, I think it's Frank and weenie. The, I think, let oh, me get this okay. straight. I think that's a black and white stop motion film. Yeah. From uh, 2012, directed by Tim Burton. And I saw that in theaters and I was like, I liked it. I thought it looked pretty cool. Um, There's definitely some others, though, that I'm forgetting about. But are you committing right now to having Long Toast 2 be be in black and white? white. Long Toast 2 is going to be in black and white and it's going to be two hours and 40 minutes long. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's one long toast. Um, yeah. I mean, that'd be great for the YouTube ad, ad revenue. Yeah. You just have commercials every like five minutes. Break in the ad revenue. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think we've kind of talked about this movie as much as we can. Um, yeah. I enjoyed Some, it, though. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I liked it more than I thought I was going mm-hmm. to. It's it's solid. I, I don't think it's my favorite Guillermo del Toro movie. Um, and I've I haven't seen a lot of like his greats according to a lot of people like i i haven't seen crimson peak i think it's called or pan's labyrinth i like skipped around i still haven't like really watched that movie uh but this makes me want to check them out because he is really good at what he does um yeah i've actually never seen a guillermo del toro (laughs) i was gonna say this is your first one um and you liked it which is yeah solid. We we should. I would be down to watch The Shape of Water for this podcast because I feel like we would have a lot to say about it. Um, but that is gonna do on Nightmare Alley. What are you feeling for a score, Jeff? Three point five. Nice. I think I'm I'm leaning four, but I'll see. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's fair. Um, what about time of day? This is. I will say. I, I watched this today, like earlier today at mm-hmm. like noon. Yeah, me too. And I was like, I wish I watched this at night. This is a good night yeah. movie. Um, Except not too late because you might fall asleep because it's really You long. might fall asleep, yeah. So maybe like 8? 9.30. 9.30? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ends right at midnight. And, yeah. Going to sleep. Have some nightmares with Nightmare Some night Alley. Al- nightmare Alley. I, what it, you know what? I'm really glad that. It, Allie is referring to like a street and not like a, a person, person named Nightmare Allie. Allie. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a movie called Nightmare Allie, and we're like, it's not the same. 
this is a person it's completely yeah. different um i do have to come up with a dish for this movie like bradley cooper's character is named ally <laughs> nightmare ally <laughs> nightmare alan <laughs> nightmare al um yeah a bad bit but yeah i'm doing nightmare al and his last name starts with e <laughs> yeah <laughs> like his name's al easton nightmare al e. <laughs> it's nightmare al e um this is the worst yeah, this is terrible um uh yeah i'm doing a uh, best picture knife out where i do i make a meal for every best picture nominee so i'm now i have to start thinking about what to do for this one um it's also a lot of work i'm realizing that's that's that, a lot I, of... <laughs> that's what i was, what came to my head is you're like wait you have to make how many every time i tell here? this to a friend they're like you're gonna do that and i'm like yeah i'm gonna go Dude, there's it. no way you're gonna like even if it's sponsored there's no way you're gonna recoup the amount of money you're gonna be spending on i know that's the thing i'm you're i'm gonna be taking a big hit on this i'm gonna video. keep <laughs> i probably i'm gonna keep it pretty simple for some of the movies like I'm not gonna spoil King Richard, but I'm not going all out for that dish. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're just gonna put some tennis balls in the oven. <laughs> just gonna stuff them with like some some like salad dressing. <laughs> this is the King Richard. Um, it's just a tennis ball with mayo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. It's like you make an amazing meal for the first one. They just progressively lazier. <laughs> Licorice pizza, I ordered a pizza um, <laughs> and put licorice on it. Um, You're like, don't look up. Um, the camera's pointed up so you can't see the meal, but definitely it's there. Don't look up, though, is going to be laziest because I already did a video for that. And I'm like, you've already seen it. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's Nightmare Alley. It's available on HBO Max, but it's also in theaters if you... Uh, it is yeah yeah it's i forgot movie theaters existed no they they're out there they're <laughs> they're they're doing it um next we want to do some questions over at r slash cars cast um if you want to get in on the fun ask us a question that we will probably answer um one, one second i'm never mind uh head on over to the cars cast uh r slash cars cast and we also have a Patreon question, which is why I paused there for a second, because I just checked the Patreon, and we do have one from there. And this first one comes from Nathan Worley, and it's thoughts on Columbia College, Chicago. I'm a senior going into film and just wanted to know if there was anything I should know going in. Um, now, so let's talk about Columbia. Would, uh, yeah, you go first. <laughs> I, I don't have a ton of... Uh, opinions on columbia i know it's like kind of to some depaul kids they're like it's our rival because it's like all they also have a film school there and yeah it's like the comparable film yeah the downtown campuses are like right next to each other yeah. yeah i know a lot of student sets like share crew uh yeah yeah but i i have no opinion on it i'm i do like depaul better but i didn't go to columbia so i don't know what <laughs> right what it is like there but the only thing is, like, I've, you know, on sets and stuff, met people from Columbia. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's a definitely, for sure, a good enough school where if you, you know, put yourself out there and you, you'll get out of it what you 
you know put into it mm-hmm. yeah so it, it's the what's not it, there's nothing about that school that's going to stop you from like accomplishing totally what you're trying to accomplish there that because there's some schools where frankly they would be a waste of time because they just don't have the program or like the the equipment or anything to like you know let you do stuff but columbia that's not the case it's like same with DePaul, where they are good enough schools and give you enough resources to where you can do what you want to do that's the case with like any film school yeah it's like you kind of yeah. get out of it what you put in and uh the thing about like just going to school anywhere in chicago and pursuing film is like you're gonna if you are really passionate about it like you'll do great and it's just exciting yeah. that you're you know going to film school regardless in chicago because there's tons of resources there's always stuff going on yeah there's karsten runquist karsten. is there <laughs> yeah you might bump into karsten at the music uh, yeah. box at the screenings for uh i don't know the seven hour yeah, you screenings. might you might see karsten staying after the screening to try to talk to sean baker yep. and ask him to be on the karst cast and then, and then he says say no no yep. um <laughs> he says aren't you that guy from letterboxd <laughs> um that that gave me a that's a good idea you reminded me about sean baker and his movie red rockets now on digital and i think we should oh, maybe watch it yeah because the pre- the actual press tour mm-hmm. is also over yep. i would yep. imagine so, so we, we can also ask get sean him to be on, to be on the podcast. he's like oh finally done with press and we're like hey sean one last he's like request. i'm working on a new movie <laughs> <laughs> um yeah Anyways, that answers that question. This next one comes from the Reddit, the subreddit, and it's from uh, Black Panther Dies, and it's, what are your favorite board games? Do you like Settlers of Catan? I love Settlers of Catan. It's probably my favorite board game. It's the yeah. best. I love it. So my brother and sister are both obsessed with Catan. Really? And I never played it. And for Christmas, we spent it at my sister's place yeah. in la uh and we played Catan six times <laughs> and i won four of them wow see yeah and it was like a full roster of people playing that's awesome that sounds like such a yeah. fun time <laughs> so i i guess i'm good at yeah. it even though i had never played it i played recently with our friend joe cronin you know joe um see the thing and, and I do know Joe Cronin. <laughs> Joe Cronin is is someone who kind of plays dumb. Joe Cronin is like sneaky smart. He's, a, he's one of the smartest people I know. That's he's the thing. Joe Cronin is so smart that Joe Cronin is is very fine, mm-hmm. kind of pretending to not be the smartest person yeah. in the room, even though Joe Cronin usually is the smartest person yep. in the room. So I feel like Joe Cronin would be very good at Catan. Joe, this is the last thing I'll say about Joe uh, behind his back. Which, by the way, I'm like, I want to get Joe on the podcast. We should get Joe on the podcast. Has like the best vocabulary of anyone I know. He can say anything and make it hilarious. And he's also just so, like, smart about movies. Like, he's seen so many, specifically like Japanese film. He's so in touch with, like, classic Japanese movies, and he's just so fun to talk to when it comes to movies. But anyways, I played Katan with him. And this was his first time. And he had gotten the 10 victory points necessary to win. And he didn't say something until like half an hour later. And I was like, Joe, you have 10 points. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. 
So he's really good at the game, but he didn't know how to play yeah. the game. What's the ruling on that? If you don't declare victory, did you win? I know. I'm like, what if I got it after the fact? And then, yeah. Because that would be the ultimate like in-your-face move right. where it's like you're starting to flip over your thing saying, I won. They just go real fast and flip yeah, over Yeah, yeah. Like, I, um, yeah. If anyone here, if you know about Catan and you've never played it because it looks intimidating or like not a lot of fun... You got to give it a chance. Just look at Jeff. Yeah, because again, it's really fun. I didn't know. I knew very little about it. I think I maybe played it once ever in my yeah. life before this playing it six times, and I won four times. Super fun. Yeah. Um, what other board games are you into, Jeff? I wait. Can I just say, I my memory with you with board games. This was technically a card game, but I came home one night, uh, and you were in our living room with like a bunch of other people playing Uno. And yeah. you guys played for how long was it? <laughs> oh, I, I remember what you're talking about now. Yeah, I don't, the game like never ended because we whatever rule set we were using made it so that whenever somebody got close to winning, they would like never actually be able to win. <laughs> yeah, it was like 2 a.m. and I was trying to go to bed and I just like went to the bathroom yeah. and looked over and you're like sitting on the floor. And nobody looks like they're having fun. Like no, we all just wanted the game to end, <laughs> but no one wanted to lose. So <laughs> right, because uh, at the point you invested so much effort that like we wanted to end someone to win, but we didn't want to like let someone. Yeah, win. yeah, yeah. I will say that at when I worked at Cinespace at DePaul on during the summer, uh, we had this day where like we had nothing going on, so we played Uno for like two hours straight, <laughs> and I won every game. <laughs> It was with five people, and I won five games of Uno in a row. You're, that's impressive. Which is you, which is so because Uno is like fifty percent luck. Yeah, um, and that is so unlikely to do that. Yeah, because it's like you say a twenty percent chance uh, of winning. Like, like if I do the math on this, like, uh, <laughs> wait, okay, how do I get to a calculator on my phone? Um. There's a calculator. There it is. There it is. Okay, so it's 20 times 20 times 20 times 20 times 20. That's like a... Wait, is that... No, that's it's 1 in 5. I'm an yeah. idiot. It's 5 times 5 times 5. <laughs> I'm like, that's not right. So that's like a 1 in 3,100 chance yeah. of happening. So like one person winning five games of Uno in a row. If that was 100% luck. Right. Which is probably 50% There's a little luck, bit of strat still. there. Yeah. So I think the... The takeaway from this question is that you're really good at board games, Jeff. <laughs> you, well, Uno is not a board game. Yeah, technically a card game. There's no board. Yeah, yeah astute Uno players will recognize <laughs> there's no physical board in front of them. <laughs> um, have you ever played Code Names? I have. I'm a big fan of Code Names. I yeah. See, you're a great communicator, so I think you'd be good at. That. I am. I I often win Code Game Code Names because yeah. I love. It's just like a thing I'm good at. I'm like I can I can yeah. get this across. Um, yeah. Are you good at Pictionary? <laughs> I'm very I'm chaotic at Pictionary. I I do not make it easy. I I'm not good at Pictionary. No. <laughs> yeah, I cannot draw. No, no. I I haven't played Pictionary ever, in a while. But did I ever tell you the time that Jared and I were on a team? It wasn't Pictionary, but it was the same concept. But it was this like weird like french version or something and it was just like really specific thing yeah. so there was celebrities um i don't know if i ever told you this story but jared and i have like this weird like mental thing where we think like the exact same way yeah. 
So um, the the thing you were supposed to draw because of this weird game was the celebrity Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> and did you guys um, get it? Yes. And here is how. I had to draw. And I drew a like a seashell and then a piper, like a person playing a flute leading rats. And it was like, Jared was like, Shell Piper, Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> that is insane. That's like, yeah. you guys should compete professionally at that level. <laughs> yeah, except for that we cannot draw. No. So that, that, that was but you the get down issue. to the basic essentials that you can yeah. communicate. Mm-hmm. Piper, Pfeiffer. <laughs> Seashell Piper. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Um great well we have time for one more question um and that's perfect that's the only amount i wanted to answer we get asked this kind of often i feel like but this one comes from let me get this name sci hots 9292 and uh it's who's your favorite film related youtuber and non-film related youtuber you can't say each other now that well you weren't gonna say me was... <laughs> <laughs> it's not true um let me think um i i non-film related i've gotten really into tom scott as of recent he has really amazing videos um and i think anyone who knows about tom scott would agree he's like one of the best youtubers oh i do know yeah it's like very good factual documentaries it's such a weird style for youtube because it's like something you would have seen on pbs yeah and he's like i'm in this field and yeah it's great yeah um like the one about the the guy who invented the microwave yep that one's amazing yeah uh there's this youtuber i recently found he's australian and his name is Bo miles and he does a lot of like outdoorsy kind of living off the grid videos um he did this one where he walked to work uh and it was like i forget how much it was it was like 85 kilometers or something He's like, I walked 85 kilometers to work, uh, 90 kilometers. And it's a fascinating video. He's like, his stuff is like super high quality. Uh, but film related, if this counts, I really like Joel Haver. Haver. He does like mm-hmm. film related skits and sketches. And they're not film related, but like he's a film guy. Uh, and I, I love Joel's videos. He's really funny um yeah i don't watch film youtubers yeah um i watch some like tech youtubers that sometimes do film yeah. tech mkbhd but i do not think that counts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's also great so i do watch like tech youtubers mm-hmm. just because like their presentation is so good yeah yeah um so i'm gonna have to go with uh intercut <laughs> hey that that counts our pod friends, our pod friends intercut. i do not watch any of them but i am on that mm-hmm. sometimes yeah so they're they're good people um yeah they're both very nice yeah uh but in terms of like regular youtubers mm-hmm. um yeah i have a few so obviously summoning salt everyone mm-hmm. everyone knows it's great like speed running stuff yeah. uh 
my brother Formula Bone. If you like F one, <laughs> is he check still that doing out. Formula Bone? Oh, he's, he's... oh, dude, he, on he has he's up to like nineteen thousand subscribers. Dude, good for good for him. There's a there's a niche audience for everybody. <laughs> yeah, um, Formula, Formula One, one in, in Europe is not, not niche. niche. It's like one of the most popular sports. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> let's see what else we got. Uh. I'm sure. Okay. Oh, foolish baseball. If you like baseball, mm. foolish baseball is like excellent. Mm. It's, it's usually like saber metrics, like, but it's done in a like kind of comedy yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, we've talked about this person. I'm just going to bring it up again. Cause we both love them. Geo wizard. Yes. Oh my God. Wait. Oh, that was so smart. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't mention geo wizard. He is probably one of the best YouTubers. <laughs> He... Yeah, it's funny because you see the most recent video about uh, like finding the location in a painting. No, I saw the thumbnail, oh, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's it. Uh, it... <laughs> it's not okay. Good. I won't say anything. <laughs> no, it, the thing is like it's fun to watch, but like it's so unsatisfying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he does not find it, <laughs> so I would honestly tell you don't watch it. But usually they're they're really good. yeah. I just I want to save you time. It's twenty five minutes long. And he did not find okay. it at all. Good to know um and like near the end of it he's like yeah i probably won't upload this and he did <laughs> upload it anyways <laughs> yeah. i'm like you know what I, I would be mad if i went into it knowing he didn't find it yeah but it was you know it was it was a ride nice um well there's one other film youtuber uh or duo that i really like um and this is a good segue into our wrap-up right now yeah um they are the oscar experts i think he just goes by the oscar expert um but they're gonna be on the pod next week i don't think we're gonna talk about any particular movie we're just gonna kind of talk about we're gonna talk about all the all the movies at the oscars um like we'll we'll talk about the oscars because that's what they do best they're really good at analyzing Mm -hmm. them but like Oscar Isaac. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch, um, the one in the trash We should game. ask them about their favorite actual <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> if they're so-called experts. They'll, they'll be like, uh, you, you mean like best picture? And I'm like, do you mean like best movie? <laughs> <laughs> you mean like best Grouch? Um, <laughs> yeah. I am very excited about it. We're also just going to like talk to them and like just get to know them. They are yeah, just hang good out. guys. And they're twins, which is first twins on the podcast, which is cool. <laughs> um, next, uh, we like to announce. Well, I guess that's that. Oh, I do have one last YouTube channel to plug. Okay. That because I'm just curious if you also watch Ashens. At what? It's this British guy who's been doing YouTube for like 15 years, and he just does like the weirdest videos where he just buys random products and puts them on a brown like chair <laughs> and films them and talks about them. <laughs> That's that. Hey, that sounds like a good time. Wait, did you? Oh no, they they also have like 1.5 million subscribers. Wow, that is so. Yeah, they just did a technology special where they would buy they buy cheap technology from Poundland, which is like a dollar store in the UK. What is? How do you spell the channel? Ashen. A S H E N S. It is like the most comforting thing to watch possible. Wow ashens yeah this sound this looks amazing <laughs> oh it's great also there's a whole series where uh ashens you know this is where i got the idea for the old this coke i was thing. gonna say i think you brought them up when you did the old coke yeah 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 damn yeah because they 
would like there, there's a video from a month ago where ashens drank 87 year old jubilee ale <laughs> <laughs> damn well i'll check out ash we'll try and get him on the podcast <laughs> yeah we'll get ashens on the podcast um great this next part is we like to read a review because i mean ashens also i think did vi like actual movies like has yeah. made movies so maybe we'll have to try to get ashens on to talk about i'm one sure of we can get in touch my my we'll people will talk to anyways, his people. Anyways, we'll, um, yeah, you 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 have a lot of people. Chartable, these come from the uh, Chartable <laughs> and Apple Podcasts. Um, and this first one comes from C J U from the United States of America. Uh, subject line is uh, just caught up, and I love it. Five stars, and it's it reads Karsten, I control you. Ah, I am a puppet dancing for the people. I am at the mercy of this reviewer. They have complete power over me. Maybe I'll end the podcast right now. How about that, Jeff? Catch you on the flip side. <laughs> We're not going to do that. <laughs> not, wow. Not ending the podcast. But thank you, CJU, for the five stars and for catching up with the podcast. I love it when people are like, I'm starting from episode one and going all the way up. I'm like, that's I know. fucking insane. <laughs> that is a crazy. a lot of episodes, but... Yeah. Um. Much love to anyone. Yeah, we don't uh, advise. That. No, but you know, if you do it, but we appreciate we'd love it. to know about it. Yeah. Talk about your journey. Uh. Lastly, we want to thank the patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/CarsCast. Uh. The best place to go if you are a diehard CarsCast fan, a Jeff head. Um. At least as of right now, we we have talked about the whole disc. Wait, is it a Discord? So, we do or Jeff, I don't know when the last time is you went. Well, two places to the uh, subreddit, and also to yeah. your licorice pizza review comment section. Um, oh, it's been a little. Someone bit. set up a Jeff Discord server. Uh, Wait, what? Just for you. <laughs> uh, I heard about this in the subreddit, and then checked the comment section, and yeah, someone was like, "Wouldn't it be funny if we had a Jeff Discord server?" And then someone in the comment section of the licorice pizza review made one, and I have not visited the server. Honestly, out of fear, I don't. I don't know if I'm ready to to jump in there, but I just thought I would make you aware that there's a whole Discord server dedicated to you. Um, I did not know that. <laughs> um, sh uh, should I? Should I go? To I think it? you should. I mean, not now, but I think you should. No, not like on the report podcast, back. I and uh, I don't know what the. What the move is here in your position? Yeah, I don't know I'm if like I would. A little bit frightened. <laughs> I think it's just a community of people that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. You know Jeff. what? Honestly, I'm gonna go to it because pop in. The yeah, letter the letterbox like comment section was very wholesome. It seemed like a lot of people were making some friends. Yeah, so I think, I think I'll. Someone go. in the subreddit was like the Jeff or the the comment section reached its full potential. We've made a Discord server <laughs> off of it, yeah. which is insane. But, um. I would say the Carscast Patreon is <laughs> a better place to go if you want to support the podcast. <laughs> um, it's more useful. It's to more us, useful to sure. us, and honestly, maybe more useful to you. You get uh, monthly Zoom hangouts where you actually get to talk to Jeff if you're that big of a Jeff and head. Carson, which um, most people would say is a is a well, bigger perk. Well, I don't talking know about that. Um, you get exclusive bonus episodes twice a month. We're gonna be busting those out pretty soon here uh, by the end of February be out on the lookout where we answer more questions more that you questions. can ask us and we play some geo and we play geo guesser you also get your name shouted out at the end of every 
episode. Uh, which Carson's about to do. You'll see I'm how about it works. To do it. Carson has some crazy flow when yep. he does it. And I'm going to do it right now. Thank you, <gasps> Alex Thomas and Anson. Con- <laughs> Let me start over. <laughs> okay, that was terrible. <laughs> Choked. That was actually the worst, the worst you've ever worst done. One. Alex Thomas. Uh, uh, see, now it's. Alex Thomas, Anson Contreras, Blake Root, Boat, Camilla, Coop, David, David, Sir, Eden, Finn Richardson, Gavin Gibson, Goodnight, Tail, Grant Gow, Harry Remedianakis, Jaden Easton, John Van Hout, Judith, KDT, let's change the Google search results for PTA, Liv Rob, uh, Lul Hadi, Luke Warm, Maddie Robertson, Martin Deff, Mary Lee Borslow, Meridian, Monopoly Shrimp on the Barbie, Monroe Page, Nathan Worley, Nora B, Owen Felton, Riley Ost, Sean Kenny Hopes, That Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus Plays in Dirtbag, Sophia Arieta, Stella Perry, Super Kelly Fragilistic, XBL Adosis, Mini Warbin, Jagerman Jensen, Taylor, aka What Would You Do If When You Okay So He Said Yes Would Go, The Raccoon from Airbud, Seventh Inning Fetch, Tom Likes Beans, Wes Kinley, Wiley Todd, Xavier Fossier, Yusef A. Zoinks, and Zoe. Hernandez McDonald. Ooh, that was, you made it that time. I that was that was a much barely better one. stuck the landing. But um, on that note, uh, I'll I'll take this time to plug that if any of you live in Eau Claire, once again, you should consider getting t- tickets to the third shorts program at Midwest Weird Fest, where Dirtbag will be playing. I'm gonna be there, and my grandma's gonna be there. If you want to meet my grandma, <laughs> I mean. Uh, Honestly, like a good time, right? That sounds great. Yeah, if I was there, I would you would go. go. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen Dirtbag. It's good. Thanks, Jeff. I like it. You'll like it too if you go to Eau Claire, yeah. Wisconsin. I'm I'm nervous to be honest. I, this will be the first time I watch it. I in like a seen theater. a film in a theater. Yeah, it played in a theater in Montana, and the person at the festival was like, "Hey, it went really well. People laughed a lot. People really liked it." And I was like. I don't trust you, but thank you. <laughs> I don't believe it. Um, yeah, no, it's it's wild to see your film in a theater. This will be the first time. I'm extremely yeah. nervous. I, yeah, I had that at like the music box. Yeah, that's an even yeah, bigger. Dude, it's crazy. I think at the end of Dirtbags Festival Run, I'm gonna do the thing and rent out the small theater at Music Box and just send out a a, a post. And see who wants to show up to watch Dirtbag at Music Box. Uh, yeah, you can also um, like split the cost with some other people and, and have their f- thing play as that's, well. And that would be a good time. Because also, it'd be kind of weird Just to have a short show film for like a fifteen-minute film. Well, I see. So yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, is it worth for a <laughs> for a short film? Um, no, it, you. If you like, you know, make that the. The like headline, yeah. and then you just have like maybe three or four other people have their short films play. Play long toast. That'd be a fun on time. A loop. Um, play long toast. Yeah, that's long toast. Uh, you play that eight times, and then you yeah. let someone else play one, yeah. and then you play long toast a few more yep. times. All right. Thank you, guys. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, this. You know what, Karsten? I feel like we've said all we need to say. Yeah, I think we're. Did we do all the parts of the podcast? Yeah, we did do all the parts of the podcast. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> you have anything else to say? Uh, catch you on the flip side, Carson. Run catch you on the and everyone out there at home and in your car and walking a dog. Flip side, Jeff. Flip side. Thank you.